Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, Sasquatch and Wildcard Casinos up in Blackhawk giving away a Tesla. Yeah, that's right. They're giving away a Tesla. If you don't want it, they'll give you over $33,000 in cash instead. Grand prize drawings are 4th of July weekend on the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. You can get finals entries every half hour from 10 a.m. until midnight during their daily cash drawings or by redeeming players' points. Head on up there so you can maybe win that Tesla. Check out their sports book or their really loose slots. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smokin' Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. All right, Justin Simmons meet the met. Excuse me, I told you I've been feeling well. Justin Simmons met the media today. That's uh, not a lot of alliteration, Mace. <laughs> just a little bit to get me uh, met the media. I mean, I really shouldn't be stumbling on that, but I did. He was asked about his new head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, at the start of voluntary workouts. Yeah, he's been great. He's been great. Uh, you know, Court said it when he was up here, but not to sound like a broken record, just energy. Uh, his energy's, you know, almost unmatched. It's uh, it's great. It's contagious. Um, you know, he's building an environment around here that's, you know, celebratory and the fact that, you know, you want to come in, you want to celebrate, you know, the, the ins and outs of guys' lives, right? Guys having kids, um, marriages, you know, people are getting married, upcoming marriages, you know, things that you should know about. Um, and, uh, I mean, just like, it's just, it's just, it's new, it's fresh. Um, and so you just, uh, you, you know, you appreciate it. And, uh, it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun, you know, just, I know it's only been, Technically one day, um, but just being around him, you know, for the past few weeks now, you can tell he's, uh, you know, he's he's special and he has great energy about him. Mace, were you working for the Broncos when Fangio was the head coach? Uh, for the first uh, eight months that he was on the job, yes. Okay. Does this seem like a change of culture with what Simmons is saying from what you experienced with Fangio? Now, granted, I understand you didn't interact with Fangio all the time. You didn't interact with the players all of the time. But were you kind of aware that it was really just all about football all the time? Oh, yeah. And I think actually it's interesting because here you have Justin Simmons, who this is the third this is the third new head coach he's been around, right? Mm-hmm. Vance Joseph, then Vic Fangio, and now Nathaniel Hackett. So it was interesting to hear from Simmons Gary today. Gary Kubiak, too. That, but he wasn't a new head coach when Simmons came in. Oh, new head coach. Yeah, you. gotcha. Right. So he's heard these OTA opening spiels from new head coaches before. And the thing that, uh, that Simmons kind of noted was that he he kind of expects he expected this meeting to be one where the coach gets up in front of the room introduces himself introduces his assistants 
and then starts talking about his philosophy, what he believes in terms of football, why he believes it, etc. Today, on the other hand, it began, first of all, with music playing. Nathaniel Hackett greeting everybody as they came into the room and talking to them for a bit. And then when Hackett got up there, he began by giving shout outs to players for things in their lives. Like, congratulate, hey, you know, Brett just Brett Rippin just got married and congratulate pointing out anniversaries, birthdays, you know, new players having had kids. And then he got to and then he got to himself and then he got to football. And I think that's something right there that shows and I've gotten this sense from talking to Nathaniel Hackett a few times. It's people first with him. That's the vibe. He's he wants to build a team that, that is just that where guys know what's going on with each other. And where, that where there's the sense that from the top down we care about you as people before we care about you as football players. I think it, I think that's why there are certain businesses that are very successful mm-hmm. where they do company outings, whether it's go-karting or they do retreats and they do trust falls or they have Christmas parties or they do things like that where let's not talk about work, let's not talk about business, let's just kind of get to know each other. And those tend to be not necessarily the most successful businesses, but those tend to have the best work environments. When you like the people that you're going to work with every day, in theory, you're not going to be friends with everybody you work with. And I certainly understand that. But if you kind of get to know somebody, maybe you might wind up liking them. And then I think the product eventually will be better, but it doesn't mean you're going to be the best out there because that's where talent starts to override it. But the foundation needs to be, you have to enjoy coming to work. And you and I have covered Broncos teams. And listen, I'll give you a perfect example where guys did not like coming to work. Pick any day on the calendar with Josh McDaniels as the head coach. Mm -hmm. The guys hated coming to work because they didn't like the environment. And Josh McDaniels not only beat you up privately, but publicly as well. There, there are so many old school football coaches that are all football all the time. And while that can be a good thing, mm-hmm. it can also be a detriment like when, and I said this in the last hour, where a player on the Broncos said to me following Vic Fangio's first season, I don't even know if Vic Fangio knows that I have two kids and that I am married. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I asked, knowing that, I at when Justin talked about kind of bringing all the stuff up first, I asked him if that was something that had been missing the last few years, and mm. he and he, you know, Justin was was diplomatic about it, right? As we know, as we know, he can be very uh, diplomatic about things. He um. He he did he 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 did say that okay you know it, it's not that it was missing but then he did talk about how all that stuff kind of came first today. And, I can un- yeah, yeah. I can understand I can understand why a football coach would say it doesn't matter. I can and, and seriously I mean this. There are certain football coaches that will say it doesn't matter if my players like me. It doesn't matter if they know I have kids. 
It matters that they respect me, they listen to me, and if they follow my plan, we will win. It's a very old school mm-hmm. way, of, way of thinking. Vic Fangio is a guy who, you know, wanted to bury himself in a film room and just break down tape. The small talk, see, he looked, I, I don't want to psychoanalyze this guy, but to me, small talk for him was talking about family. Yeah. Was talking about personal life. Stuff that was had nothing to do with football. When you're at work today, you talk work. You don't talk about anything else. Now, Fangio did try to bring some fun with field day, I suppose. And while that's fun, there's nothing personal about it. Mm-hmm. And really good bosses, younger hip bosses, even older bosses, understand the importance of that. You know, at the end of the day, an employee doesn't necessarily fear the boss, but you want to know that your boss cares about you as a person and not just an employee who clocks in at the beginning of the day and clocks out at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And... And I think that in the thing that you're going to find out is that um, I think players might, at least especially this younger generation of players, that really maybe needs the personal connection a little bit more. And that it's going to provide a little bit extra motivation, I think. I've, I've no doubt. Who do you think will have a bigger potential change of attitude in that building? Hackett or Wilson? Ooh. Because they both bring a lot of positive things but they're also kind of different too. They're different too. And uh, but the thing that I think is interesting, interesting and why I'm actually going to say maybe a little bit more Hackett than Wilson is I think Hackett recognizes that like his job is more these relationships than kind of X's and O's. Not that the X's and O's don't matter, but I really think he's kind of saying he's, He's focused on on making sure that the morale of the Jimmys and Joes, as the cliche goes, the Jimmys and Joes, not the X's and O's, that the morale of those Jimmys and Joes, keeping that is probably the highest priority. The interesting thing, I think, for Hackett going forward is going to be balancing that with the X's and O's that he's going to have to do in terms of calling and calling the offense. But I do think, like, for example, Zach Taylor in Cincinnati calls the plays, right? Mm-hmm. But something that we've learned about how he runs things is that because of the of what is involved with being a head coach for the entire team what is involved with having relationships with everyone around the building with making sure that the guys on de- that he's as much of a head coach for the guys on defense as on the offense that means he's not necessarily in all of the planning meetings on offense. Brian Callahan, who interviewed for the Broncos job, is running them. And I think you're probably going to see something like that with Nathaniel Hackett, where maybe he, even though he calls the plays, it, in order to run the team and make sure his finger is on the pulse of the defense as much as the offense, that he's kind of handing some stuff off to Justin Allen and the other assistants so he can be the head coach and know what's going on with every guy on his roster because ultimately that's his job is to is to is to create an environment where all of those 90 guys in the offseason those 60 68 guys practice squad plus active roster in the regular season can come to his office and say hey I need to talk to you coach 
Coming up after the break, Nuggets open up the playoffs on Saturday, and they might be getting some very, very good news at the guard position. That's next. I was broken from a young age, taking my soak into the masses, writing my poems for the few that look at me, took to me, shook at me. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Colorado Off-Road. They have all the major accessory brands for your truck, your car, your Jeep, your SUV. When you buy from Colorado Off-Road, they're going to install everything. You need some aftermarket. They're going to help you out with that, too. They have over 90 years of combined experience to get you what you want. Big box stores, they're only going to sell you brand new. Well, Colorado Off-Road, locally owned company, not like the big chains. It's personalized service. And they want to get you what you want. They're Colorado-grown, Colorado-owned. That is Colorado Off-Road. Upfit today, Colorado Off-Road. We're going to cooffroad.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience. Or find them online at rmurosport.com. All right. According to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, it remains a close call on Steph Curry being available for game one against the Nuggets on Saturday. Curry has missed the Warriors' last 12 regular season games with a sprained ligament and a bone bruise in his left foot. So I teased it. I don't want to say it was disingenuous. I don't want to say that I led you astray. So I'll try and bring it back. If you had your choice, Mace, would you rather play against Golden State with Jamal Murray, a healthy Jamal Murray, or no Jamal Murray, but they don't have Steph Curry? I'd rather play with Jamal Murray. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, not me. Yeah. And I love Jamal Murray. Take Steph Curry off the floor. Oh, man. It's a very different game. It's a very different game, but you can also argue it's a very different game uh, when you take uh, Draymond Green off the court as well, and he's going to play. Like the the, the Warriors this season are thirty four and twelve when he plays, and nineteen seventeen when he doesn't, and he's going to be out there. And uh, even though there's a there there's a few inches of difference, you know he's going to be involved in trying to contain Nikola Jokic. No, I get that. So uh, I, I I think in I that's why I would say I'd. I would rather have Jamal Murray out there to give Yo to to give Jokic some help, and and take my chances with having Curry out Curry on the court as well. Oh, they would lose that series. Fully healthy Curry, they lose that series. They don't win it. I think as it stands right now, they lose this series though. That's well, why I would rather well, take my chances with Jamal out there. What if Curry doesn't? What if Curry doesn't play for the majority of the season for the majority of the series? Then how do you feel? I I think uh, the Warriors win in six or seven. Hmm. Yeah. Curry is to the Warriors. I'm sorry. What what Jokic is to the the Nuggets. They are not the same team without him. 
You think they are? I mean, I don't think they're the same team, but I think I think what affects them even more is if they if they didn't have Draymond Green for this series. Well, because of what he bring, Green because because of what he brings on the defensive end. I I I I I would, and that's why I would. If you told me, okay, you've got you could have Jamal Murray, but you have to have have Steph Curry out there, or you could play without Steph Curry, but you're you're not gonna you but you're not gonna have Jamal Murray. I again, I would take my chances having Murray out there to help Jokic, Jokic out because as it, as it stood as it stood, you know the Warriors had Curry for most of the most of the season, and they're sitting there at fifty three at fifty three and twenty nine, and. The Nuggets did not have Jokic, did not have Murray out there for the entire season, and they were only five games worse. I understand, guys, that Clay Thompson can beat you. Yeah. I understand Wiggins has gotten better. I just don't want a healthy Jamal Curry out there. I'm not Jamal Curry. <laughs> I just, I just, I just basically combined two guys yeah. again. Not feeling well. That stuff kind of happens. So I appreciate you not correcting me on that. Um, I haven't corrected you at all today. I've I've actually. actually, No, you did. You did. When? Oh, the. the, Randall Grishik? There you go. Oh, yeah. The pronunciation. Sorry. No, but I was more saying that, uh, like, Uh it was more because Danny had a smile on his face. So I was was reacting Uh to Danny. (laughs) Danny, how do you like the way uh, Mace just threw you under the bus there? It was fair. It was a fair under the bus throwing. I, I do like Danny, the idea. I keep my eyes on what's go, what goes on back there. I do like the there. idea of a Jamal Murray and Steph Curry hybrid, though. That sounds like a heck of a basketball yeah. player. <laughs> um, I, I don't think, honestly, I don't think Steph Curry needs any help. I don't think either of them do. Yeah, Jamal Murray needs help. More, yeah. more than St- Steph Curry is a proven player. Jamal Murray hasn't made an all-star team. Jamal Murray's proven nothing as a player. Nothing. When you look at his wiki page, what does it say that he has accomplished? He's one of the only players in NBA history to score 50 points or more multiple times in the same playoff uh, series. Whoop-de-frickin'-do. What has he done that you can truly put on a resume that makes you say, this guy is a champion or I could build a team around? He's done nothing, and I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm just saying... When you look at his resume, it is essentially blank. He hasn't made a first-team defensive team, second-team this. He made the all-rookie second team. That's the only thing that you can put on his resume in the NBA. That's it. And he, and he started in the league in 2016. It's all about the bubble. That, he was a great bubble player. And I'm not saying he's not a competitor. I'm not suggesting he is not talented. But... We can we can sit and dig on, okay? Everybody likes, I'm just going to look this up, Andrew Wiggins. Everybody loves to trash this guy because he was so ballyhooed coming out of high school right into the NBA. Is that fair to say? Yeah. NBA rookie all-star, NBA rookie of the year, all NBA rookie first team. For as much as we want to dog on Andrew Wiggins, he is more accomplished than Jamal Murray. Period. May not be better, but he's more accomplished. Is that an unfair? It's your, it's, what, what does your resume say you are? Jamal Murray, it says almost nothing. Nothing. I'm just stating a fact here. We could talk about MGA, MPJ too. What has he done? Nothing. Literally nothing in his career as a pro. What has he done? And we're pining for these guys to come back. They need these guys back. Jamal Murray, I think, could be a terrific player. He's an all-star caliber player. J- M- Michael Porter Jr. is not. 
But to go back to what you were saying, Danny, combine Jamal Murray and Steph Curry, because I slipped up and called him Jamal Curry. Curry needs nothing from Jamal Murray. Murray would like to have everything that Steph Curry has. Titles, awards, everything. Jamal can dunk better. Have you seen him dunk with his knee since he's come back? Irrelevant. I mean, but Jamal Murray is also nine years younger than Steph Curry. I mean, he's got a ways to go, right? 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. He missed a season. He's a six-year veteran, and he has nothing to show for it. Does he? I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, look at what he's done. He came, he came. He came into the league at a younger age than Jamal Murray than Steph Curry did. Andrew I'm, I'm saying there. I'm Andrew, just Andrew saying Riggins, there's. A, I'm Andrew Wiggins say, came in younger than him. Okay, so did LeBron James. Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray is Jamal Murray is twenty five is twenty five years old, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. What had what what had the what did the Warriors do? Before, before, what did even Steph Curry do? By the way, Steph Curry did not make his first All Star game, and until right before his twenty sixth birthday, okay. Jamal Murray just turned twenty five in February. So if Jamal okay. Murray comes back and makes the All Star game next year, then mm-hmm. he will have made his first All Star game at the same age at which Steph Curry made his first All Star game. Do you really are you really trying to convince yourself, the listeners, and me that they're even close to the same? I'm player? not saying they're close to the same person. I'm just or the same player. I mean, Steph Curry was legitimately on the NBA's 75th anniversary team. I don't think Jamal Murray's going to be on the NBA 100 when they select it in in 25 years, right? But I think. I'm not, I'm not sitting here and saying that Jamal Murray can't get to a really high level. I think he can. Has he gotten there yet? No, but I'm not closing the book on him getting there because Steph Curry was still aspiring to get there at a, at a similar age as Jamal Murray is right now. Well, but here, see, this is where people, not you, but people like to stretch things out. I mean, you, can, not you a, can say it about me. I don't care. Fine. You're not talking about age. You're talking about experience. Steph Curry stayed in college longer. Don't tell me about age. Tell me about experience. Don't don't use age as your as your as your measuring stick. Why not? Because because, because some some guys are some guys are considered more ready to go to the pros earlier than than others. It's all it's all part of the development. I mean, it, Steph Cur- Steph Curry could not have come come to the NBA after his freshman year at Davidson. It's about NBA experience. He's a seven year veteran, right? Six or, now he's missed a season. I'm with you on that. It's a it's not about age as much as it is experience. LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, one year out of college. Okay, it's about years in the league. I remember we used to say this about McKinnon all the time. You know, the, hey, listen, the, the the kid's only 23. He's been in the league for five years. He's been in the league for five years. It was his choice to come out. And oh, by the way, what did Jokic do at the age of 25? He was Pretty stinking a, good. Yeah, and, and, and R- Jamal really Murray, and Jamal Murray before his, before his twenty uh, fifth birthday ha- hasn't been bad. He's already had three seasons in which he's averaged north of eighteen a game. And we just dogged on Pau Gasol for for saying he only had nineteen a game. 
But we're, it's a different standard when you're talking about like some kind of all-time team versus can Jamal Murray be a valuable number two and he's, would it help the Nuggets for him to be out out there? Damn right it would help him if he were out there. He would. It would be unbelievable to have him out there because I think the Nuggets could go further. But the truth is, what has he shown? Give me an accomplishment that he has in his career besides scoring 50 points in a, uh, in a couple of games in the playoffs. I mean, some would, an accomplishment that he has. Some would say The that, only other people yeah. that did that, by yeah. the way, are Allen Iverson, Donovan Mitchell, and Michael Jordan. Well, so I'd say it's pretty big. Well, that's fantastic company because two of those guys are in the Hall of Fame, and I guess that's where Murray's ticketed. I mean, if we're going to make that comparison, kind of, kind of like saying, "Who? Uh, look at what uh, Jokic did: two thousand points, a thousand rebounds, and five hundred assists. First guy to ever do it, right? Would you rather have him or Bill Russell, who never did that, or Michael Jordan?" Or Will Chamberlain. We need to sometimes put things into perspective and not just look directly at stats and say, okay, this is our measuring stick. Right? You really don't like Jamal Murray, do you? I, I like Jamal Murray a lot. The, the conversation began when Danny and I were talking about when I accidentally said Jamal Curry, and I said, Jam- Steph Curry needs nothing from Jamal Murray. Nothing. Nothing. Jamal Murray would like everything that Steph Curry has. That's how the conversation began. Those guys aren't even in the same solar system when it comes to being players. And I don't, how can anybody argue that? I'm not Steph saying Curry's that. Curry's the greatest shooter of all time. And I'm not saying that Jamal Murray is, is going to reach that level. I just think that, but there's, but there's a lot more time left to tell the story of Jamal Murray. It, the, I, the book isn't written on him. No, and, and I am not suggesting it is written. All I'm asking you is, tell me what he has accomplished that is relevant and impressive besides, in the bubble, scoring 50 points in a couple of games. What has he done that has been overly impressive? Well, I mean, some would say that averaging 18 points a game plus for three straight years as a, as a, as a good developing young player is accomplishing something. Okay, that's terrific. As a number two option behind Nikola Jokic. I mean, he's never going to be the number one here, at least as long as Jokic is doing well, and that's okay. He has a long career to go. Other than that, he hasn't made an all-star team. He's a very good player. Give him time. That's all I'm saying. We'll give him plenty of time. Coming up after the break, I uh, got hammered on Twitter over this weekend by something I put out. I don't understand why I was hammered on Twitter, but I want you to react to this, Maze, because I really want you to – Say, am I nuts or is there a point to what I wrote? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us at milehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. All right. Uh, time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. 
Mace, I got lit up on Twitter today. Absolutely lit up today and yesterday about something I put on. And I really want your opinion about this. I was in Vegas over the weekend. A buddy of mine, a bunch of buddies of mine, we got a cabana at one of the resorts. Okay, Cabana next to mine, there was a really nice family. One of the kids was a football player, a three-star recruit who got well over 20 scholarship offers, including two from top 10 programs. And he decided to go to one of those schools. Highly recruited kid. And he didn't even know I was in the media. And he told me where he was visiting. And he said, oh, I visited Colorado. I said, oh, that's great. I said, did you love it? Because it's such a beautiful campus. He goes, my experience was not good. And I said, why? And he said to me, well, uh, my host, when you are a recruit, one of the players on the team is your host. He said, the host and a bunch of the guys were smoking pot. Didn't seem like they took football seriously. I'm like, I want nothing to do with them. Now, I understand kids smoke pot in college. Totally get that. Athletes smoke pot in college. And I'm not saying they have a problem with marijuana. What I'm asking is, is it appropriate for a host sparking one up in front of a recruit who wants to play football and that's his goal? Not not hanging out and smoking pot. I mean, there are, so, there are some guys for whom... Uh, that sort of thing is helpful because of, uh, especially because of pain management with marijuana and doing with the pain that you have when you're playing football. Well, yeah, I would agree with you for a guy who's a veteran, not a 17 year old kid. I mean, I agree with you on that. Most kids are not dealing with pain like guys who are in their twenties playing the NFL. I think, yeah, I I think this is going, I I get what you're saying, but I, I think that there are, there are comparatively few people or a few recruits for whom this is going to be an issue. I think this guy's probably in the minority. He might be in the minority. What I'm asking you is this. If you were a coach on the buffs, would you say to that host, what you did was totally fine? I would, I would say maybe, I wouldn't say it was totally bad or totally fine. I'd say maybe, maybe think when you're around people that you don't know. That would be the lesson. That, that, that would be the thing that I would say. What I heard from Think people and be on Twitter, careful before you're, before you're, when you're around people that you don't know. What I heard from people on Twitter, amongst other things, was, well, they probably got a lot of kids who, who do like to smoke pot, so that e- equals it out. Well, you know what? In the last 16 years, the Buffs have had two winning seasons. So maybe recruiting potheads, if that's your goal, because kids want to go there, maybe that's not working out too well for you. Maybe be more serious about football. Maybe be better at coaching. Maybe you'd be better in recruiting talent. All of those things. If you're a winning program, if you're in Alabama and that happens, at least you can say we win national championships. Colorado can't say any of that. I'm not saying it's a problem. I'm saying it's an issue that should be dealt with. You got to say to your players, don't do that in front of recruits. Usually recruits are taken to Dave and Buster's. And there, pot, and there are not some, pot smoking parties. There are some that might actually look at this and say, "Hey, I oh, I, I think that sounds great. I want to be a part. I, I want to be a part of that. I don't. I don't think it's the. I mean, I don't think it's kind of the, the a be all end all thing here. I think the answer is well, probably. I think the answer is probably somewhere in the middle where uh, you're not going to, you know, an 18 year old having mar- having marijuana is perfectly in this state. It's perfectly it's legal. Not, no, it's not. You have to be 21. Why does everybody think it's 18? Oh, I, I thought it was 18. You get a medical card at 18. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I don't, please. 
I'm sure you can find a doctor to write you one. We all know it's being done recreationally 90% of the time. Is that fair to say? Are we really going to argue numbers? Here? I'm, I'm, and I'm quite certain that if you're a football player, you probably don't have trouble finding somebody, to, finding a medical card. All I'm saying is I think Colorado, okay, considering the program that they used to be 30 years ago and what they've become, they might want to nip this thing, excuse the pun, in the bud. 30 years ago when, they, when, you, when CU, the program, had an epidemic of guys getting arrested, you know what? You I, I'll the, take this over that any day. No, you know what, Danny? You're a fan. Would you rather have players getting arrested and winning championships or having two winning seasons in 16 years as a fan? Uh, yeah, championships would be nice. There we go. But also, I mean, if you're considering CU Boulder and you have a problem with smoking marijuana, then you're considering the wrong school. That's just, a, that's just a lack of foresight on your part yeah, that, as a recruit who might be considering that college. Absolutely. I mean, that's Boulder, Colorado right now. If that's, if that's, not, for, if that's not for you, then it should, it's not a place that uh, you should go. Well, you know what? If you want to win, maybe Colorado isn't a place you should go either. Because the metrics spell that out over the last 16 years. You want to win football games? Boulder's the wrong place to go. Isn't it? Not everybody can go to Alabama. Yeah. You, you don't have to go to Alabama. This, like I said, this guy got multiple top 25 offers. He's going to a school that's a, that's a top 10 team because he wants to play football. And I'm not saying these kids don't want to play football. And, what I'm saying is if you're a coach, you need to say to your kids, don't be stupid and have pot parties with recruits. Now, believe me, this is much better than what they were accused of years ago of hookers and other things. So at least it's a step up, right? At least they're doing better. But when you're not a winning program and you have a kid that wants to go there and he's – this kid is already built like an NFL offensive lineman because I stood next to him. Uh, that's the kind of kid you want. That's a kid who can help your program. So as a coach, you got to say to your, your, your athletes, your players, your hosts – don't be doing that stuff because you might offend some people. It's pretty simple. I just, I just don't think this is going to cause them to, to, to lose more recruiting battles than they win. I think other factors are, I think other factors are in play. And, and also I think you can probably go to plenty of, plenty of other schools around the country and see the same because Colorado is not the only state where it's, where it's easy to get a joint. And if you, you can get that medical marijuana card, if you're 18 or you can just do whatever, when you're 21, it's not the only state to where this is happening. And there are programs in those States, you know, Ca California, it's easy to get marijuana and, uh, you know, and USC seems to win its share of games. Well, no, not, not recently. They win more than that, Colorado. Well, that's why they had to go get Lincoln Riley. Yeah. And they're, and they're, they have no trouble getting recruits. That here's the thing. If you have a history of winning, then you just gloss this over. If you don't have a history of winning over the last 16 years, you might want to make a few tweaks here and there. But I think That's all I'm I saying. think when you're not winning, I don't think that I don't think this is why you're not winning. Like if you're trying I, to fix the program, uh, worrying about guys lighting up is not really high on my list. Of things. Ooh, well, well, well done. It's not high on your list. 
That was unintentional. Pun, I know it. Pun not intended, but you know, maybe subconsciously that. intended. <laughs> I understand that. But if you are Carl Durrell and you have no problems with one of your hosts saying to saying to a recruit, hey, do you want to smoke some pot? If you have no problems with that, none whatsoever, even though you know it goes on. If you have no problems with it, you shouldn't be the head coach at Colorado. No, or my way off. Base? I think I, I think the conversation he has is guys to show a little bit more discretion, but I don't think you bring there the hand, you don't I don't think you bring the hammer of Thor nope. down on this. I, and I agree with yeah. you. I agree with you. They have a lot of problems, yeah. and this is nowhere near the top of the list. I mean, I mean, if a guy if if a guy has a, whether he's got a medical marijuana card or he's twenty one, he's legal. And if he goes to have a joint because it helps him relax, and as long as he's doing his, his job in the classroom and doing his job on the football field, then I that. Do whatever, man. Doesn't matter. Well, maybe, maybe his bigger point was, besides that, he didn't feel the players took football seriously. Is that a problem? Mm, I, I would argue that, uh, I would argue very strongly that just because you have a joint doesn't mean you don't take football seriously. No, it was, it was the entire environment. He said it was not a good experience, period. Was, was, so was it more than marijuana? Then it, that was the big thing. Okay, he uh, said he oh, said okay. these guys just didn't take football seriously. I mean that's because I I'd, I'd like to know kind of some of the other things that that are kind of beyond this because again I've we you and I both know that a lot of guys in football do. Talk. I agree, I agree. All right, so what do we have coming up on Argonaut Wine and Liquor? Just in case you missed it, Cam Newton has found himself in some hot water after uh, some questionable comments on a podcast this week. Uh, We'll tell you what Cam said and what it might mean for his NFL future next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed at Mason Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale, I'm to the public, not retail, but wholesale. Go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Cam Newton has landed himself in hot water after sharing his thoughts on women on the Million Dollars Worth of Game podcast. He said some women don't know how to be quiet and can't cook, and women should be able to cater to a man's needs and also let him lead. Uh, If Cam still wants to play football, do these comments make him toxic for NFL teams or teams of other leagues that... uh, well, the NFL and football in general generally has a, an image issue. Well, the thing is, like it was, I believe, uh, five years ago uh, when at a press conference, a, a female reporter then for the, I believe, the Charlotte Observer uh, asked him about the routes that his receivers were running. And he got up there and and said, it's funny to hear a female talk about routes. And 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 then he said, OK, and he he, he apologized and said he'd learned something from that 
you learn jack squat, Cam. You obviously learn nothing. I think I think teams when in if there's any if they're choosing between him and somebody else of a comparable resume and certainly Cam's performance has declined over the years. They're going to choose the other guy that isn't that isn't a headache. Being sexist or being racist, whatever you want to call it, is learned behavior. I don't know what type of house he grew up in, but at the end of the day, he just doesn't respect women. And I think it's really that simple. Whether you want to hire him or not, that's your business. He doesn't respect women. Is that fair? It's fair. He and, and he, and, and he, he doesn't respect women. And the last, and like I said, the last time he was in hot water over this, yep. he, he said he learned something. He, he obviously learned learned diddly poo from that. He learned not. He learned not to say something like that publicly. That's what he learned. It's like there's a difference, Mace, between thinking something and saying something. He learned not to say something. But at the end of the day, he didn't change his thinking. And I think that's the difference. And he even learned not to say it publicly because he went on a podcast and uh, said this stuff right. this week. Just in case you missed it, rest in peace to Gilbert Gottfried, who passed away at the age of 67. Oh. What is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of Gottfried? The voice. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was one. I mean, obviously, it was a voice that could, uh, you know, that, that, that could cut through steel, but. You heard him, and you. I mean, there are very, there are very few voices that you hear, and you know, like, okay, I, I don't have to hear anything else. I know who that person is, and that was, uh, that was Gilbert Gottfried. And then and the funny thing is, like, when he did some animated work, like he played the parrot in Aladdin, he did a phenomenal job with that. But when I watched that with my daughter, I hear Gilbert Gottfried. I see Gilbert Gottfried yeah. in my mind's eye. All right, that was every night wine and liquor. Just in case you missed it, whether you work in the city or. Live in the city, go pick something up on your way home. CY Westward, named Argonaut Wine and Liquor, the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Also, they have free delivery and orders of 100 bucks or more in the Denver metro area. Argonaut Liquor, you can find them off of Colfax or go online, ArgonautLiquor.com. Guys, fantastic job at the station. Sorry I was a little salty today, although you're probably thinking you're like this every day, right? No comment. <laughs> exactly. Hey, by the way, uh, j- just as a know how when I get like this, you always say to me, "Hey, Eric, don't 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 go any further. We have to get out." I'm always stopping something. Does that make sense? When I get like this, we have to get to another show. So it's day one, Mace, make it the best possible night you can. <laughs>